just wanna live. God protect me. This is I said what I said special edition. I'm Nicole. Hey guys, I'm Ariel. <laughs> I'm Eugene. And I'm Anastasia Washington. I said my whole name. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so my I said for I said tonight um, in dealing with race relations that are going on in the U.S. would be that I'm just tired. I'm really tired. I'm overwhelmed. And that's basically, I mean, as a black woman, that's all I can say about what I see depicted in the media. So um, for me, I said what I said would have to be one or two things. One. Um, if you are a friend or have friends of someone of color, then I think it is your responsibility to not only educate yourself, but educate your family and your children, because these are the kids that our kids have to go to school with. And so if they grow up ignorant and like not have the knowledge, then it's going to keep happening and keep going on. And so we're going to, be divided and I just think that it's everyone's responsibility to find out you know what they can do regardless of their shape their size their class or whatever everybody has a responsibility to stand up and have a voice and to move forward mm -hmm. we're doing as much as we can and I said what I said I think for me, my I said what I said is that people are focusing on the wrong things. Um, I know this huge Karen debate has been going around and it means so little compared to what the actual problem is. And I think we need to respect and love people of color, especially black men, and change the dialogue and mythos around them um, because I think Mm -hmm. They should be able to walk down the street as any man would uh, without instilling these kinds of things happening. And I think that is a societal myth around Black men and respect towards Black men that is lacking. Mm -hmm. Say what I said. I mean, you said what you said. <laughs> I, think, I think for me, I just, I mean, aside, I think a lot of people are like, what can you do? And it's like, aside from texting and signing petitions and making phone calls, which I think are really important. I think if you have any friends personally, I mean, for me, it's just like checking your friends on things that they say, they don't say, they're not doing, if they're being apathetic. I mean, I think that's really, really important. It's like you have time to talk and like tweet about like a new sweatshirt you got or whatever, like whatever new athleisure wear you had. And it's like, but you know what's going on. And also mm -hmm. just really, really checking my friends when they say stupid, stupid stuff. Like, oh, that's so ghetto. That's so black. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like that to me is like I said what I said and I'm just really checking my friends and like any little comment, I'm like, nope, not okay, not okay. To piggyback off of your point, like I, I checking people, um, your friends and stuff is great. Um, and, but also like, I know as being light skinned, I have a privilege with white people that I, that some people don't because white people are ignorant to the fact that I'm half black usually. <laughs> and Sometimes I can definitely see certain situations um, before they're, you know, perceived to be, I don't know, viewed by a minority, right? So like I was walking down the street of uh, uh, in Hollywood and this, this young man was 
being accosted by his white girlfriend. So he's a nice looking black man and he had his hands behind his back like this to not touch her. She's up on him, screaming on yeah. him. And a couple of women who were drunk walked by and was like, I'm just going to make sure he's not touching her. I'm just going to make sure that he's, and I was like, I'm not. sorry, do you not see the actual situation? Like, mm. to say stuff, if you come from a place of privilege, acknowledge your privilege and say something, do something in that yeah. moment. Yeah, I think people are like, because what I feel or what I've seen has been happening, a lot of the recordings are done by other African-Americans, are done by other Black people. And if there is a white person around witnessing it, I think even by them jumping in while this is happening could even shift some things a little because most of the time when it's someone recording it, it's a black person. Wait, really quick yeah. to interrupt, not to interrupt, but if you saw the George Floyd video or whatever, when they we panned out, no, there were actually white people there filming it and saying, stop, stop. And it was just like, yeah. they just had no regard. I mean, yeah. that's, that's one of the, one of the, the one of many. The, yeah. yeah. I, I saw one this morning and so, and I went through like a plethora of videos, like in the past, month and it's oh, so no. often that it's outside of someone's home it's and, yeah. and and their children are there and their yeah. wife is there and they're like what if I do anything like what am what am I supposed to do so it's kind of instilled this fear yeah. in us as a community yeah. and it's like we should not have to, again I, I I always say like it shouldn't be a luxury for us to come home for any of us to make it to our apartments we all fucking pay rent and for us to have that as a luxury is not is not acceptable. Like that's now that's all right, despite what may happen in the universe. But right. like we should be able to come home every day, you know, and not have that as a luxury. And 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 families shouldn't have to have a talk, and you shouldn't be having to be worried about, especially the men in your life, but also the women, because this is happening to women. But yeah. like. I mean, I was, from a very young age, like, I, it was instilled in me what, what happens when you're, when you're detained, when you see a, a man in your life be detained, how you act, how you, and that very young, very young, I had that talk. Mm -hmm. And I don't, and I, I liked that movie, The Hate You Give, so much because it actually had that talk, these young mm -hmm. kids listening and hearing this talk, like, I'm, like, the father was like, I'm going to get detained you're going to see it one day. And this is how I want you to act. This is how I need you to act for your safety. And I was like, it's so real. And people didn't realize that that was a talk that people have in their households. And like, it needs to be understood that this is societal. This is, this is something that everybody fears. Like I fear for my family members. I, I feared for my dad when he was alive. Like I fear. I was so terrified my brother lives downtown and there was an incident once in my brother works uh out in el segundo and most of the time the company goes to like bars and picnics and shit or whatever and so he had took a scooter one of those you know, like uber scooters or whatever and he was parked he parked it i guess next to like another plant anyway he had about 15 like cop cars surrounding him they thought he was trying to break in and so my mom called 
because he called me crying and I haven't heard my brother cry since I was probably a, a very young child, um, you know, young, six or seven, right? And I called my mom and she's furious and she called the police department and was like, I don't give a fuck who is out there, but I'm gonna tell you where he is because he dropped a pin. And she's like, I need you to, I want to talk to a sheriff. I want to talk to your, um, I want to talk to your supervisor. I want to talk to detectives because if something happens to my motherfucking child out there, it's going to be me and it's going to be another fucking Rodney Kinney once I get to like, once I get to Los Angeles. And she went off and they were like, oh, the dispatch was like, ma'am, I don't know what you're talking about. She was like, oh, I'm staying on this fucking phone until you find my goddamn son. Because if there's 15 cops, so I had to have my friend who is, mixed and another friend who was white they went and brought my brother home they went to see and there was like 15 cops there just because they thought he was in the car crying and he was like i don't know what they want like we were all out like by the bars i just took a like a lift uh like a little thing back to my car and there and they thought he was trying to break into this plant but he like worked across the street um and so to have that it's probably, I think that's the greatest fear that I live with is having a late night call, you know? Um, Cause it's, it has happened, not, not to my personal brother, but to friends yeah. and other people's brothers. And it's like, I, I, that's my greatest fear. And that's not something we should be fearing, you mm -hmm. know, at all. So, so let me just address some of the things we're talking about. We're talking about the George Floyd. We're talking about um, the incident in New York. New York, where, you know, the, the lady called the police on, on the black man who clearly wasn't doing anything and filed a false report and mm -hmm. she hasn't been arrested or had anything happen. The Canadian woman, let me also say that because yeah. she isn't an American citizen. <laughs> um, and then we're talking about- She did about lose her job and they took her dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then also the two people who reported that the crimes they committed were done by African-American men, which was the- the youth pastor who was caught um, trying to get a prostitute and the woman who pushed her autistic son into a lake Drown. in Florida. Drown. And so just like all those things just piling up at this time, it's just too much, you know? And it just shows the divide of like privilege and non-privilege in the US. And it's just becoming very overwhelming. So I don't know if you guys wanna do towards the end of the show, or now just a moment of silence but I definitely think we need to do a moment of silence because mm -hmm. um, to watch that video like Monday at six o'clock in the morning of literally a man who died during the video because there's no way you're gonna tell me he was alive when the ambulance got there Paramedics got but, there. Um, yeah because what I noticed was they took his pulse and they did not do any life-saving measures at any point on the video they put him into the ambulance and they drove off. And so for me, what I noticed is if they didn't roll him over, he probably wasn't breathing. If once he got on the gurney, he probably wasn't breathing. That man literally killed him on that, that video. Mm -hmm. So I, I, we definitely need to do a moment of silence and recognize like at some point it becomes too much, you know? And it seems like one of the people who was videotaping was a 17 year old girl. And 
you have to recognize, like, I like the idea, Eugenia, that your mom called and said, I need you to go find him. And I think that might be our next step is like, I did, I wish like one person would have been like, you know what, I'm gonna call the police on the police. Yeah. You know, because at some point, videotaping them is not doing enough, you know. Well, I will say the grocery store clerk that was watching the situation did say that he was thinking he was going to call the police on the police, but he didn't know what to do. Well, and, and it's hard. It is hard. But that was like, the one thing my mom used to tell me is if you think anything's going wrong, ask for a sergeant. You can always call the sergeant. And I mean, so many times I, well, not so many times I've been pulled over, but I have been pulled over. <laughs> yeah. I requested it. I requested they bring their sergeants because either I thought it wasn't, I didn't think it was necessary or I thought, you know, um, I needed more support or whatever. Um, and it is something you can do, but it also becomes, it becomes also an issue of fear because mm -hmm. are you calling someone who's going to help you? Or are you just calling more reinforcements for them? Well, you there's, know? there's a couple of like major issues with that because I can tell you right now, I know some police officers that are corrupted. And so it's kind of like, okay, that what, what can, these are supposed to be people that are supposed to be protecting us. Right. Mm -hmm. I was pulled over down the street from my house and mm -hmm. the woman was like, um, <laughs> she said, ma'am, what do you have in your trunk? I said, what do you want me to have in my trunk? What do you want me to have in my trunk? And I said, I said, I'm on the way to work. You're making me late. I've been nice to you. You've had me here for 30 minutes. You have no reason to pull me over. There's nothing wrong. And you're asking me about something in my trunk. This is after I had been through all the other shit. And I'm like, so what do you, what do you want to have? Oh, okay, ma'am, I'm just gonna run. Okay, because guess what? My uncle is a lieutenant. So let me, let me, let me, oh, okay, what's his name? I could give you his card, but if I reach for it, are we gonna have another problem? And so I, I know that sometimes my mouth does get me in trouble, but at what point do we say that we're not supposed to ask questions? We're not supposed to ask all of these things. Like I let somebody in my house and was arrested. Like at what point do we say, Hey, I'm asking you for these things and that's wrong. Like I shouldn't be afraid to ask for your search warrant. I shouldn't be afraid to ask why I'm getting stopped. Like I shouldn't be afraid to ask one because I'm a black woman, whether I'm light skinned or not. And it doesn't help. But at the same time, it's like, I shouldn't be afraid to just ask those normal questions. And so is this something that we, people are saying we should insure the police officers? Because if you start insuring police officers then they're gonna take more protocols in, into like how they act and so forth. Is it, that, is it that we shouldn't have all these people carrying guns? Like, I, I don't even know. Again, there's so much corruption yeah. in the law. Like, where do we start? Like, what, what's the baseline of where do we start? Where do we start? Well, I, 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 think, I think it has to do with, with society's view of... I mean, society has beaten down a whole... America has beaten down a whole group of people, okay? Yeah. And they refuse to believe that it's still happening. But it was completely and totally a societal break of a people that is continuing to happen today. And it's the view of them. It's the respect for them. And that is what, like, you can say all you want, you can post pictures all you want, but if you don't respect 
where they're coming from and, re- and, yeah. and acknowledge that there is a faulty system, none of it will change. Yeah. So first none we need to acknowledge, then we need to freaking train these guys that are going out there to have the same care and respect and love for the people all across the board. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's just everybody. It's everybody. I mean, it, like it's you were very, saying, you were running off the names of people. That- when you also look, you know, because now a lot of people are posting the contrast of, you know, like white people who have committed crimes opposed yeah. to black people who are accused of crimes mm-hmm. and just the difference in treatment. Of course. You know, like the one, one, one white boy is thirsty and they're giving him water. This man is begging. Like he was called for his mom. A 57-year-old man on the ground begging for his mom, you know? And it's like, at what point do you have enough respect to just get up and check and see if he's okay, you know? And you couldn't have been too afraid because your hands are in your pockets. It's not even Your hands are in your pockets. It's not even fear. It's respect. Like, that, we lost somebody running down the the road. He was jogging, and people tracked him down and shot him. Oh, ooh. we lost her. I was like, she'll pop back in. Um, but yeah. you know, it's it's yeah. It's like you hear what Shamik Moore said. No, what he said. Not everything is racist, and we can't blame everything on the police. And that we have to start acting a certain way when we are detained, and some of it is our fault when we're. Who is Shamik Moore? Yeah, I was like, who is that? He is an actor. Um, he was in like, the, he's in, he was in, he's in Wu-Tang Clan and American Saga, Spider-Man. Is oh, the I know. Was he in the, uh, get, um, the Get Down? He was in the Get Down. Yes. That, well, he that's just gone and get out of here and get down and shut up. Gone. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I gotta look that up. But I also think too, a lot of his like cops holding other cops accountable. And I think that that's where it's kind of like, in that whole mentality of like, am I a snitch? Am I a rat? Am I this? And it's like, you know, right from wrong. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like cops need to hold other cops accountable. And that's just, you know, you could say, what was that quote? It was like, there may be a thousand good cops, 10 bad, but if a thousand good ones don't do anything, there are a thousand and 10 bad cops, you know? Right. Well, I definitely even want to say, because I know I've watched body language and I've watched demeanor of cops when they're watching their, you know, their peer, like yeah. step in. Um, and say something. And so I think like there needs to be some training and it may, yeah. might need to be accountability training. But like, for example, I know at my job, like what we decided to do is if someone looks overwhelmed when they're doing their job, you switch off. So maybe in that moment when you see someone doing something, it's not that you're telling them you're going to stop. It's just like, let's just look at what it might look like if I just take over right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, we definitely need cops to 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 step up for other cops, you know, when but other what, cops are doing what you also see, Because the problem is they know they're that you're videotaping and they know they're not being held accountable. So they don't mm-hmm. care. They don't care right. to stop. Yeah. Because right. so many of these people see, like, they see the cameras in their face and they're just like, no one's going to hold me accountable for anything I do at this moment. You know? But so, even, after, so- even after it happens, I want to see police be yeah. like so i wouldn't do that and I, I i i tweeted this guy that tweeted the other day and he's a cop and he said there's no need to see more video there's no need to wait to see how it plays out there's no need to put a knee on someone's neck for nine minutes there's no need to to do 
there is a need to do something. If you wear a badge and you don't have an issue with this, turn it in. And, and this is a cop. Like, that's mm-hmm. what we need. More yeah. cops saying that. Like mm-hmm. saying, I don't act like that. I don't, I will check these guys that are acting like that. Yeah. Like, otherwise we can't, I can't check a cop. Why is, why is <laughs> another cop, did you guys see, I think um, T.I. posted today, um, there was a young man arrested and he was getting punched. And the, I guess it was the mom or something, but she's like, he has a spinal injury and a neck injury. He wasn't resisting. He wasn't doing anything. And mm-hmm. the, the cops were steadily punching him on the ground. Like yeah. punching him, and they were like, he doesn't have, he literally cannot move anymore. And so I'm like, I, 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 like at what point, there's cars driving by, you know, at what point, I think my mom raised us to be so vocal as children because my mom grew up with nuns, and whatever the nuns said was right. So, <laughs> and so, my mom said, hey, if my kids feel uneasy, she was at the school like this. My mom was, there was a racist teacher. She got her fired, okay? Because she separated us and put us in little Mm -hmm. groups. And I went to a majority white school growing up, Catholic. And she was like, these are the people that are going to make it past high school. These are the people that won't make it past elementary. These are the people that are going to make it to college. And I was in a world of my own, so... She just, (laughs) but literally I told my mom what happened. My mom's phone was blowing up off the hook. Like, what are we going to do? Cause she basically had the Hispanic and black kids in one area and like put one black kid over here for college or maybe high school and said stuff like you may get pregnant and all this stuff. So my mom marched her ass up there and raised hell. She was fired effective immediately. And I think, I think when you, when we educate our children as like black children as our rights and like what we can do and and knowing and knowing exactly hey we all need to be educated in our history and and how we can move we we if we can move as a culture together i think protesting is important but it's not solving the issue you know, because it's turning into more, if it, if it is turning into more violence, like we're going to be in an uproar. There ha- we have, I saw something that said July 7th was like blackout day for like no, for nobody to spend any money at all. If you support us, if you're black, because African-Americans and people of color make up more than half the economy when it comes to spending. But it's tough because people don't follow through. You know what I mean? And that's another and, thing. Well, even on top of that, one day doesn't matter. It doesn't. Day, Absolutely. Uh, I mean, if you're going to do blackout day, you need to do a blackout month. Months. Like, a day does not matter. Like, they don't decide to kill one person one day. Like, you need Absolutely. to, like, give the equivalent of what you're getting. You know? And I think that's part of the problem. It's uh-huh. like, we really need to push whatever these things, things are that we're trying to do. So giving a day is great. I get it. But if I'm just going to give a day, that means tomorrow I'm going to spend twice as much. Yeah, but also, what does, about it. what does that do? Like, what is that? What is that? It change? does nothing. What does it yeah. change? It does nothing. How about change it to support Black businesses only on that day? Like, do right. that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. every time a Black business is attacked, only support. Like, Honeypot was attacked for having a commercial on target. Right mm-hmm. now, I'm like, I don't even want to buy anything from a honeypot, but now I do. 
Now I do support, yeah. support that community instead of these black. I don't understand what that's going to change. The, the thing is, it's the mentality. It's the respect. Right. But you're not going to change that by not buying stuff on Amazon for a day. I'm just right. Because he's chilling. He made money. Exactly. I think it's a lot too. I think it's important that teachers need to start like, eh, like, well, I wish we could put that video up with the kids and, you know, in camp or whatever. And they're just like, take the step forward. I think it's really important then for teachers because parents aren't going to do it. You know what I mean? Some parents definitely aren't going to do it and not, don't understand. So I think it's like, we could be integrated into schools in some way where it's like you're teaching kids young things that you don't pay attention to or realize that like when you get older you're like oh wait that was blatantly racist like i didn't realize it then but you know it's just i don't know yeah, changing maybe some of the curriculum i mean i haven't been in, yeah. school in a very long time but <laughs> you know what i was like what you're young what are you talking about yeah i mean it was just yesterday um but i i remember you know my parents were both very big activists in the 60s and the civil rights movement but I remember learning about the civil rights movement in school and learning that Martin Luther King was a good guy and and, and Malcolm X was a violent blah 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 and my you know the truth right my they were like by the way no like and shot what happened but these are you know they're people that are listening to this and don't get the other side you know so change the curriculum he and and pitting pitting people you know like oh this guy was violent and this guy was good and only you know like this guy you know like it's it's pitting people against each other it's pitting uh, a movement against each other and i think it starts young I, and you know? anastasia brings up a good point because i think we also need to change language language on social media language in the news all that needs to be changed because i think someone finally yeah somebody was finally saying like the victim or you know like they called the guy um the guy in new york what's his name christian they called him a victim and it's like finally like that's what we need to start doing we need to start pointing out all these instances and scenarios as clearly as they are you know um and then even recognizing like we 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 just had um civil rights movements but many of those people are still alive and right, they're yeah. still going through trauma from all the things yep. and like we as their children are now like living through a lot of this not over you know so we need to recognize like we're still going through the same thing and it's ridiculous because it's 2020 and we're still fighting the same victimizations mm -hmm. that our parents were fighting, that our grandparents were fighting, that our ancestors who were brought over here were fighting. And it's just ridiculous. Like, like we're tired. So like people are saying they shouldn't be out there writing and they shouldn't be out there doing all these things. And it's like, well, what do you want them to do? That, that's the like, thing. At what point do you want them to do? When will you listen? Like when, what, what, what will make you change? What you know, it, it's not calling you a Karen. Okay, we got that. You're upset. <laughs> what is it exactly? Her name is Carrie, Becky, Sunshine, Melissa, you know Joe, Day. But here's the thing: Why do you care? Like, right. listen, I used to go by Stacy. Okay, and do you know how many times I got teased for Barbie's little sister Stacy and Stacy's mom has got it going on? <laughs> you are doing it for a cause, okay? And if you're not a racist Karen. <laughs> Who cares? Take one yeah. for the team. Like, just take one for the team. Exactly. I'm sorry. Like, I don't care. And like, people can't just call out actions as easy as every white person can. They just can't. And if calling them a Karen under their breath helps, then fine. 
because they mm-hmm. don't have the privilege to be like, you're a racist, I'm calling the police on you. Like, you do. You know, like, it's just not the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. I do. So the one thing I do wish we did more as African-Americans is recognize what our rights are. So if someone is filing a false report, then we file a report against them you know, or we file a lawsuit against them. Like, it sounds annoying. It sounds like, you know, nothing might happen. But I feel like something, like, we need to start giving what we're getting, you know. And I know we have issues with law, and I know we have issues with believing the people on the other side. But if we start flooding, like, police stations, and we start flooding courts with all these nonsensical, you know, things that are really, I mean, honestly, if, if Christian, he doesn't want to do it, but if he wanted to, he could go file a, re- a report against the woman. You know, mm-hmm. he probably won't. File a report. He has that right. Police yeah. can file a, 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 a something against her for false reporting. Well, the yeah. fact that they haven't is just ridiculous. I called 911 as a kid, and they come right to your house. I called 911 by accident because my mom. Oh, no, yeah, my mom's number at work used to be like, like, um, like one one nine or something, and I think I was yelling at my brother and press nine one one, and I got somebody and they asked me like a thousand questions, and the police <gasps> came, and I was like, I was just trying to call my mommy, and <laughs> it was in the summertime, but they were like, ma'am, do you know what happens when like you call falsely to the police? I was like, well, I didn't call; she was just talking to me. And <laughs> I kept asking for Rosemary. I said, but where is Rosemary? Rosemary was like, damn it, Mariah. But anyway, like, I, I do, I think, I think one, educating each other to know what our rights are, you know, and educating our youth is very, yeah. very important because a lot of the times we aren't thinking like that. A, a friend of mine told me last week, if you are only said to, if you're not even promised to live like past 18, then at 16, then like they're just going to be rebellious. And what else are they living for if they don't know that their life is going to be past 18, mm-hmm. you know? And so for somebody to say, oh, I not only graduated from high school and I survived to make it to my 18th birthday, that is, I don't really think that people really settle in to know the effect of what that has on a person. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, if someone told me that I was going to make it to 35 years old, would I have necessarily gone into the army at 17? Would I have necessarily like not gone to school or, and, or, or went later in life? Like he's going later in life. He's like, if I was set up differently as a child or told, I am going to make it past this. I do have the opportunity to do this. And I have value. And and I'm valued and I'm loved from like, not just my mom, but my mom may not have time to say it because she may be working four or five jobs. And this is just like maybe the over extreme. But again, I think loving on our children, loving on our youth, loving on each other, you know, it starts from with us. Because like you said, Anastasia, if we only bought from black businesses if we only empowered each other huh, the economy mm-hmm. would be real lost because you know we don't get a lot from other people we don't get their fashions and their music from other people so uh and their food but if we just fully invested in ourselves in our community you i think we would start to see like a shift uh and if people want to do something to help do that 
you know, say Active, reactivate the green, support a business, do something, do something, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just sad. It's just, it's just yeah, it's been an interesting, I, I can't, I can't believe you watched all those videos. Like as soon as I saw it, I was like, well, I know the end result or, you know, I don't, I don't need to watch it. It's just, it's hard. It's hard. It's like enough on my, they had to go through it. You know, I'm just like, oh yeah. We like had to videos. go through it. And I one just, after the next though, I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's scary because this week has been, I think, I think everybody is mourning this week. I haven't been able to get shit done. I mean, I am, but I'm not. But like, I, I think we're all in mourning. And as, as women that either all want to bear children or have nieces and nephews that may have a drop of black in them or a lot of black in them, you know, for us to hold those those children and our babies and know this is what they're facing is is mm-hmm. it's scary. Fine, and I think I, you know, I mean, and just for yourselves because like some of these people aren't doing anything. It's just basic everyday stuff like leaving their yeah. house, you know, okay. and that's just scary. Yeah, they're not like, doing anything. They're just living their life. They, they, tr- yeah. they should be allowed to live, and you know, it, 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 you know to everyone's point about about our parents going through this and already i remember a couple years ago when trump got voted in my mom was just crying hysterically and i was like what's going on she goes i already went through this i already lived through this i don't want to live through this anymore i don't want to do this anymore we already fought for this i don't want to do this and here we are it's just getting actually actually that's what we need to do we need to vote that's 100 percent. i hate people like oh he's not great i'm like less like less of the two evils it's like come on it's like no yeah this start everyone has to start yeah but the government is corrupt that's my issue the government it very much is but right now the the thing that's winning is racism 100 percent. we have there's not a party doning anything you have to, you know, it's like, and, exactly. and what he's instituted and the exactly. people he's put in place because people aren't even voting locally. And it's like, that's so important to vote locally. People don't, you know, it's just, that's my piece on voting. But I think 100% this election is so important because our person at the top right now is just destroying us on it in every way, in every way. Makes sense about what's going on. He, yeah. he doesn't want to make a statement. very, very, very about Twitter. That's what he Very, very yeah, Exactly. And it's more than and that. I need it to be more than that. I need yeah, him. Well, to we're gonna look into it. We're gonna look into it. It's very sad. We're gonna look into it. Well, like, I'm gonna attack Twitter. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Somebody needs to smash your phone. Okay. <laughs> so I want to just go around really quickly and talk about maybe how what self care things we're doing during this time because I know UG, you talked mm-hmm. about how you've handled this week and I can tell like Ariel's like struggling. <laughs> um, but like. I just took time to be okay with not having to rush into my day, you know, um, to just, just be, and I got off social media for the day because it was just too much. And of course I saw myself like reaching for it, but I I told myself I didn't want to see the post. Um, and I should have done that for the whole week, but acknowledging that it's okay to be overwhelmed and taking time for myself and getting off social media was kind of my self-care thing so um i guess my self-care thing is completely different than yours because i've been stirring up shit um (laughs) (laughs) but 
with a smile. Most of the people have been like, well, that's great that you gave me that point. And I'm sorry that we, you know, I'm like, I never saw it from your side. I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been stirring up shit. I've been working out a lot. That's good. Yeah. It's, it's, I have not been working out at all this week. It's just so, it's so, it's so much, it's so much, uh, there's so much angst inside of me. And like, you know, exactly. I, you know, my dad is no longer with us, but it brings up a lot of memories of me seeing some very traumatic shit happen with him um, in front of me. And so I, I need to work it out. I just need to. Yeah. She needs to move. I, I've been a ball of tears, crying, a mess. And then I will probably eat something, then take a nap, then call my mom, then call my brother just to bother him. And he's like, okay, you can get off the phone with me. Text people that tell him I love them. And then I was like, you know what? This is why I'm still in LA because God could have moved me a long time ago. I'm still in LA because I am working on like certain projects that I think are important for culture and it's not just about me but it's it's Mm -hmm. it's like oh I need to tell these stories to make sure that people see it from this perspective and know that black is so beautiful it's we're so fucking beautiful we are like y'all we are so fucking beautiful and just all of us every shade every color every size and know that like I have to keep going not for me but for like my children and my children's children that's what I've been trying to tell myself. Yeah, and I'm ready to make some more black babies. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> you gotta want to date first. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Um, I think for me, I just like I was saying earlier, like I just I have to take a break again from social media and like looking at all the posts and not watching videos, like some of these videos. Like I see it, I know what's happening, I'm staying informed, but it's like, I just don't need to see like a man's last breath leave his body. It's just, it's just too much. Um, so that, and then just like, I have to walk. I just do my walks. Like I just feel like, all right, I make a great playlist, pop my earbuds in and then I just like go for a walk and it's just like to be part of nature and breathe and just, you know, that has been sort of what I've been doing to kind of help with all of it because it's it can be super overwhelming super overwhelming yeah so i I was just i was just reminiscing to the to the days when we were all staying at home and nothing was happening like no one was getting hurt no one was in the street and i kind of miss those days like we were complaining but everyone was safe and i kind of like wish that time was back um so i don't know if we want to end with just a moment Mm -hmm. of silence and then we can leave with the um, young boy singing the song. Does anyone know his name? You know, I haven't. I know. I like I so should. we're going to do our moment of silence. We'll leave you guys with the song that impacted us. Um, mm-hmm. And this has been I Said What I Said. I'm a young black man Doing all that I can To stay 
I just wanna leave. 